Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the It's All Fine and Dandy podcast. If you're new here, welcome. We're a local podcast in Central Florida and we meet with local artists, we meet with local small businesses and local charities. And if you're not new here, welcome back and thank you for your continued support. This is our Mother's Day episode. So this will be coming out on a Monday. So we hope all of you mothers had a good Mother's Day yesterday. I had a good Mother's Day. Did you? I had an eventful Mother's Day. Yes, yes, you did. It's nine o'clock at night when we're recording this (laughs) podcast because I've been going at it all day. (laughs) Yes, yes, you have for sure. And I've been out with uh, visiting with my moms too. And, you know, on that note, first off, I wanted to wish you, Angie, again, a happy Mother's Day. Thank you for my card that you got me. Oh, of course. I will tell you this, you know, I had to run around. I had to go see both of my moms. You had to go see your mom. You you went out to dinner with your son. But on my way back here, as planned all day, I was like, you know, I'll grab some flowers on the way back. Yeah, good luck with that. But they couldn't sit in my car all day. So anyway, I'm glad you yeah. got, did get flowers from your mom. And I'm glad you got some cool stuff from Mother's I Day. I did. So we had a good time. We went to downtown Winter Garden, which yep. we will be at soon. That's right. Which we were just at our last episode. Yeah. Um, and we went to a place called the Attic Door. Yes. And it's actually owned by the owners of the chef table. The chef's chef, table. Oh, the chef's Sorry. table is the our chef favorite. Table. The chef's table. What is the Attic Door? So it's like a little wine bar right across the street. Nice. But they serve food and like appetizers in there. But for Mother's Day, they were doing like, they do like um, a tea, like an English tea. Oh, and so classy. everybody got their own pot of tea to choose from. And their teas are phenomenal, by the way. And then they did like the little um, uh, little finger sandwiches and scones and oh, how cool uh, is that? different little things like that. You know, one for everybody to try yeah. for the table to share. Very nice. And so they did that for Mother's Day. But they do that on Saturdays. They do the teas on Saturdays. Oh, every Saturday. Yeah. So you can make reservations for that. But... It was just really nice and relaxing. It was beautiful outside. We walked around a little bit afterwards. Nice. Very nice. Well, so we'll put a link in the show notes for the attic door. So you can just scroll down and click on that. Then you can make your reservations. Also, earlier in the weekend on Friday night, we had the one and only Kitchen Killers over here to crash our kitchen. If you don't know who the Kitchen Killers are, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. But they are the touring acoustical duo as Billy would say, it's Billy Floyd and the Commodore. They come to your house. They play music in your kitchen. They, they entertain. They do comedy. They live stream the whole thing to their growing audience, and they have a nice size audience. Uh, yep. And it's it's a really good time. So thanks again to the Kitchen Killers and for our, coming out. And our um, group of people that came. Um, they really enjoyed themselves. And they they really loved did. it so much. Yeah, so. It, was, it was pretty cool. And you could tell a couple of them were a little skeptical, and they were cracking up by the uh-huh. end of the night. That's right. It was really fun. Got a little comedy, got a little music, entertainment. It was fabulous. It really was. And speaking of our Mother's Day episode, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we had a guest that had to do a little bit of a last minute cancellation. It happens sometimes. We've been doing the show now for a couple of years. So we are used to, you know, schedules changing. And so this morning, this morning, which is this morning for us when we're recording this is Mother's Day. 
Angie and I are sitting at the table having breakfast and we said, you know what? We should interview our mothers today. Yeah. And at the time I thought it would just be fun, right? Uh-huh. But what I didn't expect was just how heartfelt these interviews were mm-hmm. and how teary-eyed we got from all three of them. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so here's what I would recommend. I, I, we hope you enjoy these interviews and that's what the episode is this week, but take a listen and I highly recommend if, if you have the opportunity in your life to sit down with your mom and ask her these kinds of questions, because for both of my moms, I learned more about them than I've ever known. Angie, I could tell you did too. Yes, I did. And it was really cool to get to know some aspects of of my moms that I didn't know and talk about some things and maybe some things that they, you know, had struggled with or mm-hmm. had challenges with and wish they could change. And it was it was uh, all such a, a sweet conversations. Yeah, it was. Um, it Yeah, it was really we had fun, too, with ours. So yeah, we were cracking sure. up, too, of course. But um, yeah, there there were some tears. There were some teary eyes, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a break. We're going to go into these interviews. First, I'll do uh, you know do an interview with my mom. Then we'll do an interview with Angie's mom. And then we'll do an interview with my other mom. And then we'll come back here for a minute just to tell you guys goodbye and wrap up the show. All right, so I'm sitting here with my mom, Christy K. Fox, on Mother's Day to surprise her with some Mother's Day questions. So, first of all, Mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And uh, you look nervous. I am nervous. I've never been interviewed before. Okay, all right. So, these are, uh, I thought this would be kind of cool for us to do. I think this would be a cool way for other people to get to know their moms better. Maybe some things they didn't know about their moms. So first thing I'm going to ask you is, were there any similarities between me, my personality, and your personality when you were a kid? Probably was pretty quiet around my parents, specifically my father. Oh, that's definitely a similarity. (laughs) Yes, I got you there. So this is an open-ended question, but what were you like in general as a kid? Well, I think I was a good kid. I hung out with my brothers and was a true tomboy. Very nice. If I recall remembering a story that one of your brothers was on a swing and uh, he wouldn't get off the swing, so you threw a Coke bottle at him. Am I remembering that right? (laughs) Well, that's that's his version of the story, (laughs) but it was my turn and he didn't get off the swing, so I just tossed something at him, not knowing it would... Ruin his front tooth for life. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's so, you know what, though, that ties in well with the tomboy thing. Hey, get off the swing when it's not your turn. <laughs> right, it's my turn. All right. So this might have answered the, pre- the previous question might have answered this, but what's the most rebellious thing you ever did as a kid? I was a really good kid, but probably the most rebellious was skipping a day at high school with my brother and going to the beach. Oh, that's not so bad. I know. I, I was a really good kid till I met your dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So what is one of your favorite memories of us? My favorite memory of you in particular right now is the day I married your dad, you came up to me and I think you were almost four, not quite. And you said, now I can call you mama. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry on here. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, it was it was precious. And both of you were just precious little children. 
See how that changed too? Oh, no. <laughs> well, we all have our moments, don't yes, we? Yes, indeed we do. So um, as a mom, what accomplishment are you most proud of? I showed you guys what love was and that um, you didn't have to be blood to be family. And indeed. Love, and love with all your heart. And I always tried not showing any partiality and I love my kids all the same. Yeah, we could tell for sure. That's the best thing I think I can hear from you when I'm, um, if you're, if you're not a natural parent, I always hated the word, uh, step, a step mom or something or pretend. Cause I used to say, I'm not pretend. And that word step always sounded so mean. You know, that's derived from, it's funny because I wish I knew the source here, but I recently read something about step, that term used to be a term of endearment. And then over time, culturally, like with wicked stepmoms and stuff. Cinderella and all those stories that it just got a bad connotation to it, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. But, um, yeah, I, 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 so it's funny as I don't like using that word either because you don't like using that word. So I never use it ever. I mean, it's like. You know, I'm your mom, and you're my son, and these are my kids. So that's how we play it. Did you always know you were going to be a mom, whether it be, you know, biological or not? Like, were, were you, did you always want to be a mom, or did, when you were younger, or did you never think about it? No, I, I always wanted to be a mom, but for some reason, in the back of my head, as a young person, I just thought, well, I don't think I can have kids. Oh, wow. Um, so it was a bonus to me to marry your dad and get two ready-made family right there. Did you ever have any fears about being a uh, mom? No, not at all. I just dove straight in. How cool is that? That's awesome. Okay. here I think here's the biggest thing people make a mistake at is overthinking. Yes. Just go with it. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, okay, but at least you tried and you gave it. Whatever you had to give. Oh, I love that too. I am definitely guilty of overthinking some things in my life, but not for some time now. So good, good for you. You know, I think we're we hopefully we're evolving as we go. Um, did you always expect to have a family? Like when you were growing up, did you always expect to have a family of your own? Yes, always. My parents stayed together till the bitter end, if you want to put it that way, at times. But uh, yes, I always wanted my own family and and then grandchildren and it's just the way life's supposed to be in my mind yeah and i love that too um i know that you know i think everyone's childhood has some rough edges here and there but is is there something that you liked about the way you were raised that you wanted to make sure you did for your kids uh, yeah we all had some rough ends that's for sure but no matter how difficult it got at times uh my father was an alcoholic and, uh, but he loved us dearly. So I just think like everybody, we all do the best we can for who we are at that stage in our life. Yeah. And that's all we can say. We're just doing the best we can. And my parents showed all of us a tremendous amount of love, yeah. even though it was tough sometimes, but we did get a lot of love. I think you guys did, you know, you specifically, but dad too, I think you guys were successful in that because, you know, we had some rough times too, but I always knew that I was loved. And I kind of feel similar to you in that um, somehow in in retrospect, fairly soon after that, you know, those times in my childhood, I think I had a perspective more of you guys were doing the best you could do. Dad was doing the best he could do, especially dad, because he was the one that made it really rough sometimes. But 
I I never felt like you guys could have done better or wow, why was my childhood like that? So Well I think I think we are all a product of our raising and the stories I've heard of the life your dad had um, were not very happy ones. So he, he made you know, it better, you know, than his you know, life. And and you too, at the, what you've done with your kids. I'm yeah. telling you, I mean, every generation improves. And um, I mean, you've certainly been a great dad. Well, thanks. I mean, I think we try our, we, we're tried to do that. We try to make ourselves better than I, hopefully my kids try to do the same. And then, you know, eventually maybe it's as good as it can get. Yep. All we can do is the best we can. Okay. Just a few more questions. This one I thought was really interesting. What was your relationship with your grandmother like? Well, I knew two growing up. My dad's mom, we weren't as close with her as my mom's mom. Seems like you spend more time with your mom's family than sometimes your dad's um, children do at least. And my childhood growing up with my mom's mother my grandma Trowbridge in Austin, Minnesota, was some of the best times of my childhood. Nice. Making peanut butter cookies and having toast and tea in the morning, looking out the back door uh, at all the birds and the bird feeders and the water fountains. And yeah, it was just a happy place. Wow, that's awesome. You know, that's one of those things you really hardly ever know about your own mom, like what her relationship was like with her grandmother, mm-hmm. because you know, by the time you even think of it, they're gone. They've right. been gone. So I, I found that interesting, and I was curious to see what it was like. And you had a pretty special relationship with your grandmother. Oh, I most certainly did. Yes, yes. All right, last last couple here. Were you excited to become a grandmother yourself? Totally ecstatic. After I got over the initial shock. <laughs> <laughs> but after the initial shock... Yes. Um, It's, you know, I know that's a stupid saying. Like, if I knew grandkids were going to be this much fun, we would have skipped the children. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a joke we all say. But the grandkids have been an extra special blessing. Yeah. I, I, as a sort of brand new grandfather, you know, I certainly can't relate to grandmother, but, you know, with the baby, and we don't see her that much yet, you know, they got to get a little older, but... I already feel the sort of difference between a grandchild and a child in that not to, you know, people joke and say, oh, I'm just going to take them to Disney and feed them full of candy and drop them off. And that's not, that's a joke, but there's some truth to the fact that you might have some responsibilities as a grandparent to try to teach them and stuff, but it feels like more freedom to me because you're not pinned to every single solid day and every, there's a there's a, a more lightheartedness to it it seems like yeah I think you get a little bit more free range with them but I think it's still I mean you have the fun and then you can send them home but I think it's still your responsibility as a grandparent to help instill responsibility and good sense of direction if you can yeah. I, one thing I've always just been adamant about is I don't do brats. Yeah. And I like children to be respectful. Sure. I think they grow up to be respectful adults yeah. if they're respectful children. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'll give you anything in the world, but just don't be a brat and don't be disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that totally. I mean, I, I guess I feel like if I could go through my childhood not being a brat and not being disrespectful, then I'm... And I feel like a very, very never, liberal parent. You were never a disrespectful child, ever. Yeah. Ever. I mean, you did things 
obviously, that we didn't know you were doing at the time, <laughs> but hey, we all survived it. That's right. That's, we all do that, too. <laughs> we live to laugh about it now. We do live to love, uh, laugh about it now. So last question, if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Well, probably like most parents, um, probably would have tried to be a better parent at the time I could have been. Um, maybe uh, spoke up a little more. Um, I think that's going to be an answer that we all give in our lives. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, you know, but it is what it is. Can't go back. But I, um, I think you all turned out just fine. So, I mean, you didn't go to jail. And, you know, so, wow. Yeah. You know, you guys are pretty upstanding citizens. Uh, well, thank you, Ma. Thank you for doing this. I love you very much. I hope you are having a wonderful Mother's Day. I am. And thank you so much for being here today. It means the world to me. I love you. Hi, everybody. I am actually out having tea with four awesome moms, including myself. <laughs> I have my sissy here, I have my sister-in-law, and I have my mommy. And we had a very cool little English-style tea at the attic door in Old Winter Garden, which we love. I mean, I know I love it here. And um, so we are going to do a fun little Q&A with my mommy while we're sitting here. Yes, I've had a couple mimosas, and life is good right now. So <laughs> and you needed one more, Mom, before your questions? Like, when you think of yourself, like, as a young woman, what do you, is there any similarities that I have or characteristics that I have that you carried? Yeah, our looks. Okay, so yes. So lately I have been having people say that, oh my God, you look just like your mother when you just said that right then. So apparently our face says it all, especially when we are speaking our opinions, because I tend to see that that's when people tell me that my face looks like my mother. Yes, whenever I'm speaking my opinions. So that is quite hilarious. Um so, I don't think we ask this of our parents enough, but what were you like as a kid? Like, when you were growing up? Tell me what you were like. I was nice and sweet. Did I you make just, any I bad decisions? Of, I was shy. I was shy. Um, well, a few. Not many, though. I was a pretty good kid. That's what all parents like to tell no, their children, I think. But That's my mom. Well, I was sweet and innocent. But I did do a few things that were wrong. Can you tell us about those wrong things? Yeah, I got drunk once. One whole time in her whole life. And today off of her half a mimosa. <laughs> okay, okay. So what's the most rebellious thing you ever did as a kid? I ran away once. I stayed out all night because my mother told me I had to be home at 11 o'clock and I had left the house at 10 o'clock. She left the house at 10 and had to be home at 11. When did you come home the next day? When the cops came and got me. Oh, my God. That is rebellious. The cops never had to come get me. But they were real nice people, and they drove me all the way home, and we laughed all the way. So what was the reason you were staying out all night? Was it a boy? Uh, kind of. Your father. Yes. So that was the most rebellious thing that she ever did was marrying my father. No. Yes. <laughs> Let's rip, let's, yes. That's the true story, guys. Sorry. Okay. 
That is really, I see what you did to your parents there. Ooh, yeah, that was bad. And she punished them for 22 years with that. But she had four beautiful children out of it, and she has amazing grandchildren out of it. So something good did come out of this. Okay, so here's a question. So what is your favorite memory of us, of me and you? Of you, um, there's a lot. You have a lot of favorite memories? Or or first one that popped in your mind, or it could be collectively of us with all your kids. Oh, when we went to Daytona and we had our popcorn fight, and I worked really hard to save all that money to take you guys. Don't make me cry. So that was my favorite memory, too. We had really never went on a vacation as a family. So um, she saved all this money and took us to Daytona Beach. And we rented these little, those little bike things from the beach. And we just had fun as a family. And it, yep. And it was really the most memorable time we had. Just all four of us without any stress. So that was one of my favorite memories. So as a mom, what is the accomplishment that you're most proud of? All of my children. They're all very, they take care of themselves really well and they don't need for anything. I talk to my children almost every day and tell them I love them. Yes, so I do feel that, that that's something that my mom says all the time, that she's very proud of, that all of her kids are self-sufficient and are making it through life and not, you know, struggling in any way. But we still call her when we need her because we we have that comfort with her knowing that we can do that and that she's always going to be there for us. That's right. But not in a, a way where you like rely on it. Right. You know what I mean? But we just know. Emotionally. Yeah. Always there. So what was your biggest fear about having kids? There was none. So I you always them. knew you wanted to be a mother. I always knew I wanted to be a mother. I didn't want any college or any education like that, a career. I always wanted to be a mommy. So is there something that that you liked about the way you were raised that you incorporated in raising us or um, that you wanted to do for your children? We were loved as children. We knew we were loved, but there wasn't any hugging or anything like that in my family. But I went to an aunt's house once, and when you walked in her house, all you felt was the love, and they could go hug their mommy and stuff. And that's that is what... I wanted to do to raise my children. Mm. And I think you do because we're all big huggers in the family. Nobody in our family feels uncomfortable hugging. Have you ever been in a family or met somebody where you go to give them a hug and it's so stiff and it's uncomfortable? Grandma and grandpa were like that. Yeah. I'm the one that got, all my sisters and brothers were like that too. Mm -hmm. I'm the one, I'm the one that started, I hugged them anyways. I hugged them anyways. George will go. He stiffens right up when I yeah. but they weren't huggers and yeah. stuff. And it's a hard thing. Um, that was a hard thing during COVID. What was your relationship like with your grandmother? Because we never asked that. I know what your relationship was with your mother, but what about your grandmother? Grandmother yeah. Goslin. Yes. Mm, we went to their house every Christmas, every holiday with all the rest of the families. But, I mean, it was nothing real close till I became older and I rented a uh, an apartment from her then we became close and we would just we'd bake together and stuff over at her house mm. but when you were little you probably didn't like 
I don't think I really I had like that to. close relationship with our grandparents like our kids have with you. Right. Yeah. No, 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 because I wasn't around them. I lived out of state a lot, mm. so we weren't around them a lot. Okay. Until you got older when we would go up there. How do you feel about being a great-grandparent? I love it. I'd like to get to see her more. I know. I'm a grandparent, and I don't even see her that much. I think we're both just so busy all the time that um, it's hard to get together. So when you first became a mother to me, your firstborn, what surprised you the most about motherhood? Because you said you always wanted to be a mom. You knew you wanted to be a mom. So what surprised you the most in that first year? I don't know. Was it that you never know how you're ever going to love any of your children as much as you loved your firstborn? Quit. Well, yeah, you do think that, actually. You do think that. But I do love all of them the same. So you're not going to get me on that one. So what do you love me most for? You're just downright funny, Angie. What about Heather, your uh, secondborn? She thinks about it things before about she does before. it, unlike me. It. And Mikey's hilarious. And the other, the, all of the, you and Mikey and Billy are just pranksters, and you're so funny. <laughs> Heather's my chilled one. I can be funny sometimes. No, you can't. I just don't like it. <laughs> Yes. You've heard that rate on the Fine and Danji podcast that my sister's not funny. That's what my mother said out of her own mouth. I can be funny. I mean, um, so here's a funny thing that when Dan first met both my brothers, he just fun. They just get along. If you don't like Mikey or Billy, there's something wrong with you. It's not the other person. It's you. They're very likable person to any type of personality and if it's definitely you in the situation if you don't like them it's you it's not the it's not them (laughs) so I thought that was a very nice compliment that he said of your your sons so yeah um what makes you most excited about being a great grandma just the thought of my grandson having his own baby and seeing him with her that just excites me to see that he's such a good daddy Okay. It's almost done. done. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode and hearing my Q&A with my mommy. I did a bunch of that out. All right, here with my mom, Elaine, and now I'm going to ask her a few questions so I can uh, get to know her in a way that I think, you know, as I mentioned before, we don't, there's things we don't know about our moms, and I think it's kind of cool to go through some of these questions and learn a little bit more about our moms, especially on Mother's Day. So first of all, mom, thank you for joining me. You're very welcome. All right, I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right, so first of all, Were there any similarities between me as a child and you as a child? I did like to have my own time to myself a lot as a child. Yeah, that's relatable. Yeah, and um, I mean, I still do, but um, my mother used to say to me, she didn't like it. She didn't think that it was right that I would like to go into my bedroom and just close the door and be by myself. She thought there was something wrong because I was a teenager and I shouldn't do that. I, you know, it's funny. I am as as a grown up. I am still like that. I I like being with people, but I do also like if I don't get some time with my own self, my own brain, I'll go crazy. You like that? I am like that. I'll go in at night sometimes, and everybody will be in the living room, or Bruce will be watching TV, and I'll say, 
I'm going to go in the bedroom and I'm going to read some. Is that okay? Yeah, he says, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And I'll be in there for a few hours by myself. And I love it. See, I think that's that's critical for good mental health. So what were you like as a kid in general? Oh, well, I was very obedient. Very. I had to be. My dad was in the Army for too long and he was a drill instructor. So uh, <laughs> I tell everybody, um, dad being a drill instructor and mama being a Southern Baptist, boy, I had better behave or I would get that what for. You know, it's so funny. I did not know that Grandpa was a drill instructor because as his grandson, he was very, very gentle and mellow with me. Well, he was actually with everybody. In fact, uh, even when he passed away, he had a few people that um, had served under him that came to his funeral, actually. Oh, wow. So then then I guess this next question gets a little more tricky then because you said you knew a very obedient kid or whatever. But what's the most rebellious thing you ever did as a kid, maybe teenager age? I know exactly what it was. I rolled somebody's lawn in toilet paper one night, and that was the only thing I ever did. And I, I was scared to death I was going to be caught, but I didn't. But, uh, yeah. Wow, that's funny. I never would have suspected you to do something like that. Yeah, me either. I had a friend of mine, and we, uh, we had a crush on this boy, so we decided we were going to go over there and toilet paper his lawn. So we did, and we kind of sit back and watched, sit in the car with her boyfriend, and watched him come out the next morning, stepping all over the toilet paper and screaming <laughs> because it was all over. He knew who did it, though. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. All right, so this one's going to put you on the spot again, but what's one of your favorite memories of us? Oh, me and you. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think some of my favorite memories of you were when you were a teenager and you would come over to the house over to Mount Dora and you'd say, Mom, can I have somebody spend the night with me? I'd say, yeah, sure, sure. And I'd say, one person, Dan, only one. Oh, yeah, Mom, just one. I wake up the next morning, there'd be teenage boys all <laughs> over my house. And then, and then you would say to me, Mom, you get so mad at us, at me, for having all these boys here. And then you get up and cook us all breakfast. Yeah, I know. It's like you really weren't mad. I love it. That was so great. Oh, I have good memories of that, too. Um, so this is just sort of as a mom in general, what accomplishment do you think you're the most proud of? My, my children. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like I've really been blessed with some wonderful children. And um, I know you're all different, you know, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You're all supposed yeah. to be different. And raising kids is a... Man, that's a full-time job. Oh, amen. <laughs> but um, I loved it. In fact, I wish that I had had more children, to tell you the truth. Did you, when you were younger, I mean, did you always know that you were going to have your own family when you, you know, when you were a kid and you were growing up? That's all I wanted, Dan. I um, I don't know if it was where I came from or, or my mother or my grandmother or whomever, but um, that was always sort of born into me that that's what I would do. Yeah. I would get, you know, leave school, get married. Um, have children, raise children, raise grandchildren. That was that's all I've ever wanted to do was have a home and have children. Wow, that's awesome because see, I came from a different school of thought, but then as soon as I had kid, my my first child, I was like, you know that I got it. That was what my whole life was about. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't wait to just be a dad full time. And then having a second one was like second nature to me. But is there, you know, times have changed a lot, and I wonder if. There's something that you particularly liked about the way you were raised, which I know, you know, all kids at some point don't like the way they were raised. But was there something that you liked about the way you were raised that you wanted to make sure you did for your children as well? Uh, Yeah, one thing I did like was we sat down at the table together every night 
my mother and father, and we had dinner. There were no TVs on. Yep. There were no radios on. There were no phones, of course. If the phone rang, we had to ignore it. We were yeah. not allowed to get up. And, uh, and, and also, we had to wait for my father to sit down to the table before we were allowed to sit down. Oh, really? But I, it was out of respect. Yeah. It was to teach us respect. Sure. But that was the one thing I did love was sitting down at the table with my parents. I love that. And, you know, maybe subconsciously that that happened because it, even with my kids, we we weren't like, you know, it wasn't like militant about no electronics. But it was a known thing that we don't play with our phones when the, we we went through a stage, you know, with my kids where we would watch TV together. It was like a kid's show and we'd laugh and talk about it. But we that we were focused on spending time together. We weren't lost in our own worlds, which I think is similar to what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it was. And it's even harder now, you know, with the electronics everywhere. Yes, and I, I, it drives me crazy, too, because um, even now when Bruce and I sit down at the table, or your younger brother, he's always got his phone on, and oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah, so that's that's a common thing for parents now, especially. Especially if you're trying, you know, I hear a lot of the big tech giants, like the Steve Jobs and all those people didn't allow, the Bill Gates didn't allow uh, unlimited electronics with their kids because they knew the the addictiveness and the repercussions of it. There's good and bad in everything. And as a parent, you really have to walk that fine line. This is a question that I love this question because it's something that I never thought of before. And I think most of us don't know about our moms. But what was your relationship like with your grandmother? Oh, (laughs) you know, people that um, they'll ask me when you get to heaven, who do you want to see first? Don't you want to see Jesus? I said, wait, I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus real quick, but then I want to find my granny Christian. And they'll laugh and say, what? I go, that was my hero. That was the most fun, wonderful woman in the face of this earth. And I love my mother, but my grandmother was my hero. Oh, that's so awesome. So you guys were close. Oh yeah. I loved her very much. She, she was fun. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that because, you know, I don't think I really remember. I don't know how old I was when she passed, but I think a lot of us don't really remember or or saw our great-grandmother that much. And if we did, we didn't really notice the relationship between our mom and our great-grandmother. Yeah, that's true. You, you, you got to see her when you were little, but I think that was probably the only time. I've got pictures of you on her front porch, but that was about it. Yeah. So what surprised you in your first year of motherhood? Everything surprised me. In fact, (laughs) thank God I lived next to my mother-in-law then because without Barbara Fox, I don't know what I would have done because I remember coming home from the hospital and I said, "Uh, Daniel hasn't hasn't had a bowel movement in nine days. And she goes, oh, my goodness, we got to fix this quick. I didn't know what to do. See, it's funny how the history has a way of repeating itself. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, don't tell me that. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Uh, Well, that was nice that she was right there with you, though, because having that level of a support system, especially right beside you, that had to be pretty great. Oh, it was great. In fact, I, I, I loved her. I absolutely, absolutely adored that woman. She was so sweet. She made curtains for me in my house and uh, we had a great relationship and I, she was, a, she was a lot, she meant a lot to me. Oh, that's so great. Well, um, were you excited to become a grandmother? Oh my gosh. Yes. Are you kidding me? I was so excited. In fact, I would, I tease Niwa and Dan and said, they're going to be a girl, have going to be a girl. And he kept saying, no, it's going to be a baby Dan. So yeah, it yeah. was a baby Dan. So, <laughs> oh yeah. And now I have, a. Uh, 18 grandchildren, one that is um, a nephew of ours has, um, my husband's has asked us to be honorary grandparents to his child. And so that makes 19. So. Wow. That is crazy. Um, 
<clears throat> all right, last question. If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Oh, my goodness. Where would I start? We'll be here forever. <laughs> but this is what I tell everybody. You take all the advice you can from everybody very graciously, say thank you, walk away, go home, and raise that baby to the best of your ability. Yes. And that's all you can do. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I mean, that's all. I think we all beat ourselves up as parents and say, I really wish I would have done this differently or that differently. But if you really put your heart and soul into it, that's the best you can do. That's right, Dan. That's the yeah. best you can do. And, and um, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes with my kids. and I've, We all do. And I've made a lot of mistakes with my grandkids, like you said, but everybody does. Yeah. But um, for me to have seven amazing children. I feel like I've been really blessed. Well, that's awesome. Mom, thanks for letting me do this. It's so nice to see you. I love you, and I hope you have had a great Mother's Day. Well, it was a great Mother's Day from the beginning, but just being with you has made it the best. I love you, Mom. I love you, Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed those interviews with our moms and um, hope you got a few laughs, maybe shed a tear or two like we did. <laughs> I think you'd have to know them personally sure, yeah, to shed too. the tear. But um, yeah, definitely like Dan suggested earlier. Take some of those questions and, you know, sit down and have a little one on one with your mom. You may know the answers to some of them already. But some of them may surprise you. Indeed. You may think you know the answers to some of them, too, like yeah. I did, and then I got a different answer than I expected. Like, oh, hello. Yeah, we did. But guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. We just love doing the podcast. We love meeting with the, the local businesses, the, especially, you know, small businesses is what we focus on, um, the local artists and other creatives and the nonprofits and grassroots type charities that we meet with. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Remember that we are working on our new YouTube channel. So we're getting some videos kind of under our belt before we um, make that available to you to watch. So we're super excited for that. So always will be a, a link to that in our show notes so that you can check out some of our past YouTube videos. Yes. Um, but we're super excited to bring that um kind of the new format that we're bringing. Yeah, yeah. And I think it may be uh, an entirely new channel. We're still trying to decide what that's going to be. But yeah, definitely new format, new type videos. I think you guys will find very useful. Uh, we also have a brand new studio. So we, as you know, we started doing the YouTube videos for all of our interviews. We're waiting on a last few things for the studio before we start doing the video interviews again. Mm -hmm. But we're excited to have high resolution, high quality videos with good lighting inside our studio. So if you enjoy watching interviews, uh, instead of just listening to the audio, you'll have that opportunity coming up soon. We also want to ask if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast player, as well as our YouTube channel. You can subscribe there as well. Uh, on your favorite podcast player. Also, it really helps us if you give a review and a rating. Yes. And don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you know when we got new stuff headed your way. Yes. And um, guys, always remember you can give us a call at 407-490-3899 or email us at feedback at fineanddangy.com if you just want to say hello. If you have an idea for a, a sh one of our shows, if you have someone that would be a great guest or if you think you'd be a great guest for the show, 
make sure to drop us a line. And also you can check us out on all of our social media under Fine and Dan J. That's right. And you know, when we had the Kitchen Killers over here on Saturday, admittedly, I had had a couple glasses of wine, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm talking about the show and I come into the studio here with Billy and we got a little sneak preview and I'm talking, and I kept telling everyone to go to itsallfineanddangy.com, which is not our website. <laughs> I may buy that domain, but our website is just fineanddangy.com. So I may have to buy It's All Fine and Dangy and point it. To- I know, especially now that you said that. I know. You know, that's uh, what that's what a couple of glasses of wine does to us. See what nowadays. happens. Anyway, as Angie said, it's fineanddangy.com. It's all our social media. It's also our website. Uh, you know, one thing we like to say every week, the big reason we got into doing the podcast to begin with is, you know, what can we do to get more involved in the community? What can we do to help? We like for you to take a moment if you can and consider what you're doing to help those in your community, whether your community is our community or not. And if, you know, if you're helping, what can you do to help more? If you're not helping, how can you help? How can you help more people in general? It could be everything from day-to-day things like holding the door to maybe making a grand donation uh, monetarily or of your time to a local charity. Hashtag help more people. That's right. That's right. At the end of every episode, we say the same thing. So I'm going to say it again now. And what it means to us is that, you know, no matter how much stress you have, no matter how busy things are getting, that, you know, you kind of have to let it all go and know you did the best you could and know that everything's going to be okay and know that the next day you get to start fresh and get to start all over. That's right. So at the end of the day, it's it's all fine and dandy. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And then you got a fuzzy thing that can tickle people's noses.